0: Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, You Had to Be There, crappy quiz, and a slight tangent.
1: World Cup B is growing
0: on me. (laughs) (laughs) As a name. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now.
2: OTBAM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Tuesday morning, you very welcome along to OTBAM. It's Jerry Gilroy. I'm here with you all the way through until ten o'clock this morning. Kind of. Shane's here too, Shane. Oh yeah, good morning. Com's also here. Jerry, Shane, good morning. Yeah. Uh, the England captain gets away with a lot of stuff, doesn't he? That, sorry, Harry Kane is
0: increasingly a disgrace. Ooh now when it comes when it comes to that element of his game he's what do you clearly going to do
2: when he signs from man united you like yeah the dark arts what a he's got a winners mentality him and casemiro are exactly what this club needs i don't think any any fan of any, of any team when they when there's
0: a player on the team like say anthony for matchadri goes down easily you're just looking at him going
2: get up come on so people waking up who went to bed early I wouldn't have seen it you might not have seen this yet yeah. i'm sure you've all seen it but anyway if you haven't what happened big result for, for everton i would say last
0: minute equalizer for michael Keane an absolute Thunderbolt from the blue to rescue a point for Sean Dyche and co. Uh, both teams down to 10 men. Lucas Moura sent off late for uh, Spurs. But the uh, the, yeah, the incident that kind of got everyone talking was Adelaide de getting sent off for Everton. Harry Kane. Um, I think it was, look, the sending off was probably correct in that de of not scratched his face but had his, a claw out on Harry Kane's face. But to say he, oh, he overdid it with the reaction would be putting it
2: slightly mildly. There's a um, uh, potential contact with the eye area Yeah, that that probably If you come into work and stick your finger in my eye I am rolling around the floor You're not. I, am, I am rolling around the floor theatrically Going, oh no, it's the end of the world Someone stuck their finger in my eye
0: but What if there's like 70,000 Maybe 40,000 people watching you
2: Begging for my blood
1: Maybe, yeah uh, The reaction would depend on who's watching It would for Sorry, short, there, It was m- the
2: two of you More people watching more theatrics I think, look, I, he definitely goes down far too easy. The fact that he's lying on the ground prone is, uh, I think, um, Danny Murphy's called it embarrassing. He was doing the the radio commentary. In the, I don't know who's doing the TV commentary, the co-comment. I didn't recognise the voice. No, neither. Um, but they uh, they uh, recognise immediately that uh, is in, in trouble, but also there's kind of a silence where it's like, not sure you're supposed to be going down like that. Mm. The reaction from Sean Dyche is priceless. And also, James Seamus Glenn. Coleman making sure that everybody's aware that uh, you can't be doing that. <laughs> no. I, I think Jimmy Carragher's
0: reaction after the match was... was like, he summed it up. He was like, if my kid was playing a match and he'd go back into the car after the game, I'd say to him, Why, what were you doing there? Like, if he did what Harry Kane did. And I think that, that sums it up. If, any of, if, we, if we had kids at a match... At under 10 level and they went down that easily because they watched Harry Kane maybe on TV and saw him do it.
2: Yeah, but if if Harry Kane hadn't gone down and Decorey hadn't been sent off and, you know...
0: Scores the penalty 10 minutes later. Miraculously, by the way, miraculously, Harry Kane was okay. Uh, Can I just say, Harry Kane was fine. He didn't need hospital treatment. He got up and and scored a penalty 10 minutes later. A beautiful penalty, I have to say, past Jordan Pickford. But um, it just leaves a bad taste. There's no point talking about diving in football for too long because it's not going to go away anytime soon, but... It's a bit of a, and it's it's even, sometimes the diving I, I understand almost in a weird way. It's it's when you get tapped and you, you overstate the, the physical
2: contact that has been done on you. It was a nasty enough game. Um, in the first half, a ball gets chipped into the penalty area. Everton are attacking and Coleman kind of goes down and has like screaming at the referee. And then about two minutes later, Coleman has one of those tackles where, um, I can't actually remember who, oh, Perisic. It's um he catches Perisic on the, f- the front of the football boot. I ran the Metatarsal area, and it's a hard elbow tackle. Yeah, Perisic, but it's it's not even a booking. It could definitely have been a booking, and there are, the commentators are like, oh, it's definitely not. It doesn't rise to the level of a red card because it's not high enough. Mm. Hold my beer, says the uh the more uh, challenge in the second half is like, oh, that's that's what a red card challenge looks like. Ooh, that was. That was a red, red card. I really,
1: I really appreciate that the whole um, scenario. It was just such an acceptable and accepted red card by everyone. No it's arguments. nice to see, actually. He came in way too late. Straight away, the ref pulls out the red. Morris devastated. Walks off. Done. Wouldn't you love to see more of that? I'm very grateful that the DeCorey Kane incident happened right next to the managers. That was fantastic oh. theatre. Very grateful that it was right there. And then, as Gerald already said, Sean Dyche and Seamus Coleman laying into Harry. Well done, Harry. Well done. Sean said, Harry Kane, by the way, doesn't flinch. Does not flinch. No. And he's right beside him. The other thing as well, I was thinking... So
2: you desperately want him to sign for Manchester United <laughs> to, to bring such shithousery no.
1: to Old Trafford? No, I uh, I get annoyed at the uh, favourable treatment that Harry Kane gets in the British media. But it did lead me to think, what would we say if Seamus Coleman did the same thing? How would we react to it? How would we be talking about it today? Now, Shane, you'll say to me, Seamus Coleman would never, call him. he would never do that. But if Harry Kane stays on his feet and reacts as you imagine he would have based on what DeCorey actually did, would DeCorey have been sent off?
2: Well, I think if Harry Kane reacts the way um, most people react, he's given to Correa a dig, and then he's getting sent off. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's like a, a he is operating at a higher level than us mere mortals who you know have not lived through this and don't really know what we would do when his job is to cheat because the cheating has been allowed. I, I think to Shane's point, like there's no point in talking about diving in football anymore because th- the game is gone. Yeah, that, we're way beyond that, and and so therefore the rules of engagement are: if he doesn't go down, like say. It's like Conte was still there, right? And he didn't go down. What is Conte saying to him afterwards? Yeah, not, probably, not street smart. You should have got this guy sent off. We're not wise We would have won that game.
1: We're too naive.
2: Qualification for the Champions League is worth between 40 to 60 million to this football club. What are you doing?
1: This was labelled at Mercio Pacchettino's Tottenham. It, it, was, too green. it was the
0: same amount of contact. It was a year, remember Dar- years ago, Tony McCann went down under Darren Hughes' little Tap on the head, tapped him on the head and then he went down uh,
2: the, in fairness to Corey has his fingers in his face yeah, yeah. I, like if you, oh, yeah. If, honestly if you are putting fingers in the face you're getting sent off it was a complete red, it was total red
1: card but it got a bit existential it was like when Macaulay Culkin wears the Macaulay Culkin t-shirt right because the first reaction is Harry Kane goes down easy mm. and then everybody here in this country is like ah oh, Harry Kane is so ridiculous like and nobody will have a word bad word to say about him in England and even on commentary which by the way was Andy Hinchcliffe all oh, right co-commentator you know they didn't relay really into Harry. You know it was kind of like, well, that's a red card all day. And then you are thinking, well, if it's the other way around, Corey would have got it. Mm. But then I am thinking, well, we're all saying in this in this country, like, oh, of course, Kane gets favourable treatment. So now we're we're honing in on Kane.
2: Well, sorry, sorry. Uh, we all remember Alan Shearer literally kicked the head off Neil Lennon one time, and, and nothing happened because he was the England captain. He, he was like that was it. They're on the sideline. Lennon's face is there on the sideline, and next thing is like. It, Back into They're the untouchable. Left, back into the left. Yeah, you, you can get there are certain super bonus points for being the England captain. And, um, Harry Kane is aware of this, but so is everybody who plays against him. And, uh, the game stays the game. I, I, it is interesting that at least there are some people, uh, in the English football media saying this is unacceptable, but nothing's going to change. Is it? Is anything going to change? We've no. pissed off, we've pissed off Bobby Dwyer straight off the bat here. Says the United fan, this happens to Bruno and he's in the hospital. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and United fans would would say when if if the, Bruno does this,
0: and by the way, he has done this, like gone down very easily, like it, you're just like get up, like as a United fan, I I, I would hate to see Bruno Fernandez do that. I think Spurs fans would hate to see Harry Kane go down the way he went down last night. It's just like getting trying to get a player sent off. You know, I understand that. Like the, there is clearly an advantage for Tottenham last night if Takari goes off, but you still have ethics don't you for yourself
2: do you want to look back on your career and have been that player uh, no these these are footballers who made it to the highest level Shane that's what true part of, part of the thing that separates them is their ability to practice repeatedly and uh, do, do good quality practice but then the other thing is this killer mentality and that's what all of all of culture elevates above everything else is kill or be killed Right? nobody
1: will blame Kane for going down within football it's only us on the outside looking in all his teammates say fair play for going down there fair play for getting him sent off he looks like an idiot. He actually
2: looks like an idiot. No
1: one's,
2: no one's going to say that to him. But then he got up and scored what should have been the winner. And everybody was like, oh, what a night Harry Kane had, you know. Managed to uh, ignore the controversy, park it all, and still lead Spurs back into the Champions League. Now, they are back in the Champions League places, but it's looking a bit hairy for them at the moment. not Bobby Dwyer, you count
1: for all but three of our live comments so far. I don't think he went to bed. Oh, uh, Bob's telling me it's uh, Don Goodman was on call yeah, okay. It was one or the other. Google tells me it was Andy Hinchcliffe, uh, but it was—it was ended up being a great game. And Michael Keane was central to everything. Oh. gave away the penalty, was on the wrong end of the Lucas Moura challenge, and then that goal, that shot at the end. Michael Keane was
0: like Forrest Gump, you know, when he has the photographs with all the presidents and the popes, and he's everywhere all at once, and he's been in every single world war. There's also an amazing but tackle in the first half that prevents a goal. Yeah, yeah, he was just—he was all over the place, like that, that, and that. The strike—you can kind of hear some Everton fans at the end. He's like, shoot. And he eventually... He did, yeah. He does shoot. Yeah, and pinged like, it straight in. Ah, ridiculous. You never see that, you know, when you see the fans shoot, or screaming for a shot, last minute. Players rarely do it, but um, just let one go, let one rip. He fancied himself, and um, what a strike. I mean, that point could be, because that takes them up to, what, 15th from the table? For Everton at the moment, when you when you yes. see what West Ham won at the weekend, uh, Forrest won as well. Like, a lot of the We're teams... Drew, sorry, picked up a point. Like So a lot of the teams around them picked up points at the weekend so it was kind of crucial that Everton and Sean Dyche got something on the board. Um, so I think that, that, that point,
1: who knows what it's going to mean at the end of the season. But could and be that board. underdog couple that just keeps on giving Tottenham Hotspur in fourth place reunited again. Back in They just can't keep their hands off each other. 2022-23, yeah. Spurs are fourth again after that one point display. But and then not- you had John Duggan, resident Tottenham fan, Given out on Twitter last night. What's this all about? Well,
2: That's a point of goodison. Uh yeah. That's one way of looking at it. Okay, but they're not really for it, are they? I mean, oh yeah, it says here. Yeah, it does say that. <laughs> but everybody's games in
1: hand. United have two games in hand over the all right, I Yeah, yeah. do. Yeah, would, um, would you rather your games in hand or your points?
0: No. huh the famous question. I also love how football fans never forget. Uh, a son was getting tortured by the Everton fans last night for for the tackle on Andre Gomez's ankle four years ago. I was like why is oh, yeah. he getting such a hard time I looked it up on yeah. Twitter and I was like alright on Google and uh, it was like yeah
1: he, I, was really fo- I was really looking forward to this game Everton Tottenham a few years ago this was 6-2 I think the Spurs and Son wreaked havoc I was really really hoping for a high score in Monday night game uh, but Lucas Moura that's probably arguably going to be one of his last contributions for Spurs I could see him leaving this summer mm. the man who got them to the Champions League final with that winner against Ajax and that's the way it ends potentially or one of his last games he, he's game. really fallen off the radar But like Spurs I was, sorry, I was looking at it last night And when it was one all, And Everton are really pushing For that winner I think if the game had Gone on for another 5 minutes mm. Bobby Twyra would be Even more exercised In the comments I was watching this thinking
2: If I was Harry Kane I'd move I'd move this summer Yeah Because um, where is this going Well who knows Get a, get a good manager in Get a world class manager in Who energises They've the had world class managers no, they didn't. Uh, well, sorry, they did in, in Conte, yeah, but Mourinho was not a world-class manager by the time he was there. Let's not get into this again, because it's a, it's a, he was past it. He's been washed up. He was clearly washed up after his uh, last in to Chelsea. If Brighton win tonight, they'll go on to 46 points, which is four points behind uh, Spurs in fourth. Are Brighton going to catch Spurs? Are Brighton going to finish above Spurs by the end of the season? So... Brighton have three games in hand on Spurs and they're seven points behind. So obviously they'd need to go on a great run of form mm. to take them past Spurs. Um, and they've a slightly better goal difference, which will obviously improve if they were to get to get up to that. You so would have to you- laugh
0: at Roberto De Zerbi getting linked with the Chelsea job now as well. Like, it's like, come on. Do you think he's going to, honestly,
2: do exactly what Graham Potter did and fall into that trap? Fall into the trap of making 13 million in, uh, in, in, in a payoff and yeah, but- 7 million in the seven months that you were there?
0: Do they, you get a certain amount of money, those lads, and then you're like, oh, "That I've, I've made it now." I don't, you know, my kids don't have to work necessarily. Not sure that's how human greed works. Shane. No, but but it's also yeah. Um, do I think the not, lessons it, of human history would suggest otherwise? they Like being in football too, though. Do you know they want to be relevant and talked about? Do you know they, they, once they see their names come out of the newspapers, they're like, "Well, I'd like to get back there."
2: Potter's going to be linked with every job now for the next mm. period of time. It's going to be the new Sam Allardyce for a while. Possibly. I mean, he should. I, 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 if I was him, I would just move to Ibiza and uh, have the crack. With his thirteen million pounds, which is a portion of what he's received. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if does he get it all in one go, or do they just keep paying him for a period of time. So um, that'll be the case with Brendan Rodgers. There it? was a suggestion that he he'd already made six or seven million in the period that he was there. I don't know. Is that possible? And then you forget that they paid twenty-two million to sign him from Brighton. <gasps> yep.
1: Yeah that can't be right the most can expensive I, manager in football history
2: that can't be this is like oh my god 10 million to get rid of Tuchel as well imagine like. being an agent and Chelsea phone you're like yes I will take your call yeah. can, can I meet you now I can meet you now well, the guys
0: on the Sky last night were making the point that I'd say Graham Potter's probably relieved like when he first was told you are gone from the job there was probably a sense of relief because that's a that's batshit crazy when you have 34 players you know to deal with egos how do you pick a team there I think he's probably sitting at home going yeah, that was, that was a bit mad. The sooner I get out of there, the better, probably, for my own reputation. Like, right now, his reputation isn't great, but that's going to recover, you know?
1: You know what this whole episode has really reminded everyone? That the Chelsea situation is so entertaining this season. Because mm. I don't think we actually really honed in on it until Graham Potter lost his job. But if you look at it now, like, all, you know, it's all coming out now, 24 hours later. First of all, shout out to Bruno Salter managing his first ever game of football tonight against Liverpool. And then next week against Real Madrid in the Champions League, fantastic. Also, the report in the Guardian this morning that Chelsea have so many first team players that they all can't get dressed at the same time in the same dressing room because there's no space. There's 34 of them in total. <laughs> Six hundred million pounds spent. Seven months later, potter has gone into a five year contract. Amazing. And now you have the reported wish list of the Chelsea bosses: Julian Nagelsmann number one, Maurizio Pochettino coming in second. Pochettino has got Spurs, doesn't he? No, he's not. Back to Spurs. Manager. Spurs said no. Ruman Amaram, is third. Eintracht Frankfurt boss Oliver Glasner, the reigning Europa League champions, in fourth, and Luis Enrique, it's fifth choice. Not a bad shortlist. No, not a bad shortlist. The doubts of Nagelsmann: thirty-five, possibly too young for this. Right a, off the a bat of as well, and he doesn't want to take the job until the summer. Yeah. Um, I think Nagelsmann. Would be a very, very interesting appointment at Chelsea. I think the ego is strong enough for him. He's also he's worked with personality. The, he's worked with the hierarchy in the exactly past and Chelsea sporting director Lawrence Stewart and the technical director Christopher Vivell.
2: That's going to be important. And, and RB Leipzig. Here's what's going on between now and ten o'clock this morning. Uh, it is seven forty-five. Got the power rankings at five past eight with Tommy Rooney. David Brady's going to join us to look back on the league and what it means for Mayo and you know. Um, uh, sometimes Mayo have won league and been beaten by Roscommon the next week uh, or the next game. Sports news, uh, we'll call at um, 8.50. Neda Manua is going to join us at 8.55. And then Matt Williams is going to preview uh, Leinster, Leicester at the weekend. And we'll uh, bring you some Pat and thoughts at around about half past nine this morning. page headline on the Sun is the 42 year old virgin. And that's to your point, column. Never picked a game in his life, never picked a team before. For a match, Bruno Salter, who's um you would say it's a baptism of fire, having to go up against Liverpool and then also happen to go up against Real Madrid. Like it's really I don't know do they understand. Rookie Blues Salter's in at the deep end. Was there is there any hope that he beats Real Madrid in a way that Potter couldn't have like
1: uh, Well he worked with Potter at Brighton, so he's learned off Potter and maybe he's learned in what not to do.
2: Nagelsmann top of the list for Chelsea is the headline on the back of the Herald there for you. Kane, Storm, and it's a picture of, you know, it's a very... it's like, well, it looks you know, bad in the still, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's got his fingers in his eyes, what do you do? What's all this nonsense you're talking about? Why wouldn't he go down? Well, uh, like he was shot. No, it was definitely a red card, but I think the way he went down was
0: was exactly as you say, like he, like he was shot and he wasn't shot. Was just a claw in the face.
2: Uh, Nagelsmann, top five strong candidate list for Chelsea. They're saying they're going to go through proper due process. and the, I mean, the list of. People that they uh, have potentially uh, wake up before we Diogo. Man United versus Brentford. It's a big game tonight for Man United. Now, their home form has Brilliant. been excellent, so it's no big deal, right? Mm. Big news in the rugby world. Josh der Fleer out of the game against uh, Leicester on Friday night. Um, We'll have tickets to give away for that later on in the week, by the way. I'm looking forward to the Villa
0: Leicester game, I have to say. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, this is the most Colin Boothig thing I'm ever going to say, right? But I'm going to say it. Uh, three players, and this is one for the viewers as well, only three players have hit double figures for goals in each of the last three Premier League seasons.
1: Kane Salah.
0: Correct, correct. Jamie Vardy. No. The third one is why is why I'm asking this, because I was quite surprised. Olly Watkins.
1: Oli Watkins. Three, right. Kane Salah and Olly Watkins, double figures the last three seasons. That's pretty impressive by Olly. He's scored in his last six away games, Watkins. Sure. Why don't you talk about Aston
2: Villa? Well, you don't want to tempt fate, oh, you know. A, a lifetime leaveable. A lifetime of uh, having your hopes dashed. You've got the momentum now, Jared. after the after the weekend, for sure. Tim Sherwood, Alex McLeish, David O'Leary. Remy Gard. Jared Houllier. I had forgotten about Remy you Gard. Remember Remy,
1: had... Do you remember when Dwight York went on Sky Sports to complain about Remy Gard being appointed and that he should be appointed instead? I don't know why I remember his <laughs> name. I mean, he might have been
2: right in the He's end. Great history at Villa. In the end, he might have been right. I, t- I had actually blanked Remy Gard. I had high hopes that... You know, they would, we were going to somehow moneyball the French transfer market. that's it was Camoli not the director of football? Mm.
0: The that um, that that Leicester Villa game in February doesn't seem long ago whatsoever. Four two Leicester, like a cracking game. Mm. And Rogers is on a bit of a high. One of those results.
2: games where if Villa had won, they would actually we'd be like, oh, could they do? Could, could they catch Paris? But um, there was just a run there where things got away from them a little bit, and now they're back. They look good. Well, what's the what's the ceiling? What's the ceiling this season for them? Where, where can they finish? Like seventh or eighth? Yeah. Like, you, you, do you want Europa Conference League if you're an Aston Villa? Well, I think if if you have this manager, you want European football because he always wins the trophies that he's in or reaches, you know, turns out the stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it, uh, it, that's good. To, you, you've got to get a squad built for competing on two fronts, and I like. Is Unai Emery showing up as Steven Gerrard, or
1: is it simply a case that Emery is one of the best coaches in Europe? I, I think both. Like 100, percent Gerrard was not the was not the answer. In other words, was Gerrard that bad? Yeah.
0: Like, do you think
2: uh, Gerrard? Was uh, a point like, that obviously,
0: a, yeah. He won the League at Rangers. Yeah, I was going to say anyone. Like, I could probably win the League of Rangers.
1: He couldn't. They hadn't won the League in ten years. I know, but. Well, maybe well, you could Shane, I don't know. Didn't he, he they waves?
2: You know, didn't they get Celtic at a time when? They were in transition in between like having a, they were going for 10 in a row. really good manager and then having a really good manager and then they had Neil Lennon back for a while. Is that what happened? Well, if Where you're saying,
1: you uh, they're in transition and they were between good managers, but Shane just said anyone could win the Scottish Premiership. Well, well, no, I no, think no, sorry, there's sorry, a significant it. difference
2: between Ange and I mean, the Celtic fans probably don't uh, like Brendan Rodgers, but he was an, an excellent manager. Oh, yes. And uh, there's, a, there's a step down to Neil Lennon. So it goes high, low, high and in the middle of that Stephen Gerrard comes in and wins the league but did Stephen Gerrard really win the league I know we we had Tom English on he's like hang on a second now you've got to give Stephen Gerrard some credit for that some but Ange Postacoglu was a much better manager than Stephen Gerrard there's no
0: there's no arguing that you know so uh, Gerrard certainly had a a good coaching team around him I think which helped
1: yeah I I just feel there's a lack of love uh, towards Aston Villa on the show we have two people on team off the ball to do this and we don't hear much of them yeah yeah she Me, be excited so. this was uh, and didn't uh, John McKinnon also hit the crossbar along with scoring a screamer against Chelsea good time to be a Villa fan you know they just want to play it down are Aston Villa fans like Kerry fans mm.
2: Mm, I think there's a slight difference there in that Kerry winning all on every three years it's true yeah, the success levels aren't there but the, the uh, fan not winning a trophy every three years playing it down you know they won in Europe in the 80s I mean look Uh, it's been a while yeah OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now